1: Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This is the place to be if you're ready for the best podcasts of the paranormal. Curious and sometimes unexplained. Now listen to this. I'm Joshua P. Warren, and each week on this show, I'll be bringing you brand new, mind-blowing content, news exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more on this edition of the show, How to See Auras and the Spirit with Your Third Eye. Back in the day, the second episode of this podcast was called Joshua's first time seeing a ghost. Well, that was years ago, and as the dude said in the Big Lebowski, new blank has come to light. That's my family friendly version of the quote. So it's time for me to share some information with you that I've wanted to bring up for a long time now. It's a little bit complicated, but I don't know. I think you'll enjoy it. I had a cousin named Jennifer who was born absolutely blind. She was, I guess, a couple years older than me. And uh, in fact, tragically, uh, she's no longer with us. Just a few years ago, she passed away. But we were so close in age that we were in school together during elementary school and middle school. And she often needed someone to take her by the arm and, you know, lead her around the school from place to place. And so I volunteered to do that. So I got to spend a lot of time talking with her, just the two of us, about her experience in the world. And mind you, uh, she said, I'm totally blind. The doctors say I've always been blind. I don't remember what the problem was. And She, by the way, was incredibly talented as a musician. She could sing and play the piano like you wouldn't believe. Uh, As a matter of fact, at one point she got to meet Ronnie Millsap and he was very impressed with her. So she had a lot of talent and, but Jennifer, she would tell me cause I would try to sort of explore her reality and what it was like for her to be somebody who had never known sight in the way that, that I have. And, um, I would, you know, it's it's almost an impossible thing to talk about. It's like, you know, if you talk to somebody who's colorblind and you try to explain to them what the color red or blue is or whatever, and they just have no way of understanding what you're seeing. There are, I've mentioned this before, some glasses out there that people who are colorblind can wear that supposedly will allow them to see some colors they don't normally see. But regardless, Jennifer, she told me that even though she was completely blind, that, um she did sometimes have this sense that she thought might be sight that she would perceive when she was around certain people, almost like that there was something. And again, there's no way for us to know if she's talking about a shadow or something that we would think of as visual as, as sighted people. But there was something that she thought might be visual there that she was able to pick up around certain people and tell sort of bits of information about their position and uh, and certain environments, almost as if this 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 was coming into her her brain another way, maybe like a third eye or something like that. And I was always just very intrigued with how complex it was to have these conversations with her. And so, years later, I ended up, when I was in my 20s, writing this book called How to Hunt Ghost. It came out in 2003. It was a big publication by Simon & Schuster. And I was asked at one point to go do a book signing at this big book convention in one of my favorite places, Jekyll Island, Georgia. A beautiful place. I always take advantage of visiting islands and as a side note, um, if you've never looked into the book called The Creature from Jekyll Island, you might want to check it out because um, this is a book that was written years ago by a guy who said that Jekyll Island was the place where all these bankers got together and created, you know, like the Federal Reserve System and that spawned the IRS. And like some people say it's it's too conspiratorial, but. Anyway, that's just something that you might find interesting if you ever go to the, uh, the fancy resorts around Jekyll Island, Georgia. But at this particular book signing, and I signed hundreds of books in a very short period of time. My hand was killing me. For the first time ever, believe it or not, um, a blind man came up to me and said, can blind people see ghosts? And I told him, well, I'm not sure that there is a definitive answer to that, because this again, it 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 begs this question of what is sight and how does one define sight? And uh, so I told him I thought it was certainly possible. And I did bring up, you know, what my cousin had said, but there really isn't any deep research done about this that I'm aware of. Well, um, I, a few years ago, was in this old antique store here in Las Vegas, and I always try to peruse the old books, and I came across this book that was written in 1937, uh, originally published in London by this Englishman named Oscar Bagnall, and it is called The Origin and Properties of the Human Aura, and I thought, well, I am buying that. It's almost 200 pages, and this book it's basically falling apart. I'm kind of holding it together in my hands right now. But I, I always want to go back and read what people in the past have written about these topics, because you never know if um, you're going to learn something uh, new from their point of view. And uh, he talks about how that he um this is actually kind of a, a technical book, but he's talking about how that he has been able to see the aura because he has studied the work of this other researcher named walter john kilner and kilner had managed to create something like aura uh aura goggles or aura glasses uh using this substance called disyanin dicyanin and essentially he's he's describing how that this was made and he says that this guy, Kilner, and by the way, uh, just if you want to know more about who I'm talking about here, if you look up who, who Kilner was, he was a British medical electrician at St. Thomas Hospital, London. Uh, there from 1879 to 1893, he was in charge of electrotherapy. Um, he is remembered for his late study, the human atmosphere. Um, All right, so he claims this, this guy, Bagnell, claims that Kilner says that he created uh, these kind of goggles that would allow you to start training your eyes to see the aura by taking, quote, two pieces of flat glass cemented together some three to five millimeters apart. And then you put a solution in there. Of. Dicyanin, which is a coal tar dye and difficult to obtain in small quantities. Uh, basically, this stuff is, it turns out, is poison. So some, at some point in the process of making coal, this dye comes out. And this dye has this like really dark purple tint to it. And... I guess yeah, at that time, they didn't realize just how, how, you know, dangerous this stuff was or how poisonous. But as this guy is writing, uh, this author is talking about his experience of, of seeing the aura. He says that you sit down with these goggles on. And, uh, he said, having gazed at the sky, not at the sun through a dark, and screen for a minute or two. Next, cast your eyes around, still keeping the screen in place. The foliage appears a plum color and soon seems to become hazy. Care should be taken before affixing the screen to see that the glasses are dry and that all moisture is removed from the face in the neighborhood of the eyes the mistiness which would thus be caused is not entirely unlike the haze when it first begins to appear examine the hands it seems as if steam is rising from them place the tips of the finger of one hand against the tips of the other draw them apart you should observe lines running from finger to finger etc and then he talks about how that it looks different around uh you know children and adults and men and women well i I have obtained some goggles that are very much like this, but I'm in a weird position because uh, it turns out that I have always naturally been able to see the aura a little bit on my own. So when we come back, I'm going to tell you about some of the experiments that I have done with seeing the aura and what happened when I put on these goggles. How you can also get some of these I'm not selling them I'm just telling you about this and then what all this might mean when it comes to sort of understanding if this is the same thing when people see an aura is it the same thing as seeing a ghost it's just you know a ghost is a person without the body so you just see the aura oh boy Well, well you know what I have got some amazing new announcements over the next couple of months for you. And if you want to get the first breaking news, here's what you got to do right now go to joshuapwarren.com. There is no period after the P, joshuapwarren.com. And right there on the homepage, you'll see a spot where you can sign up for my free e newsletter. You click, it says click here for Joshua's free newsletter. When you do that, You will instantly receive an automated gift, uh, well, an email from me that has some free gifts, including some aura glasses, if you want to call it that, that I invented a few years ago um, that I think might help you if you want to start seeing into other realms as well. More on that. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio podcast and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back. Hang on, Josh will be right back.
4: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
2: Hey folks, we need your music. Hey, it's producer Tom at Coast to Coast AM, and every first Sunday of the month, we play music from emerging artists just like you. If you're a musician or a singer and have recorded music you'd like to submit, it's very easy. Just go to coastocoastam.com, click the Emerging Artist banner in the carousel, follow the instructions, and we just might play your music on the air. Go now to CoastoCosta AM.com to send us your recording. That's coast to
4: coast AM.com 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
1: Hi, it's Dr. Sky. Keep it right here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren, beaming into your wormhole brain from my studio in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, where every day is golden and every night is silver, Ajiatato Zume. Before I get back to the main topic... I have not been looking forward to this. I've been putting this off for a while, but it needs to be done. And so now I am doing it. So please bear with me. Last year in 2023, so many of you around the world prayed for my little chihuahua named Lama to live when she got cancer. And she died last November of 2023. Lauren and I got Lama as a rescue dog from the Nevada SPCA in June of 2022. At that time, I mean, we were told she was already around 15 years old, so we knew her days were numbered. And if you don't know this, I grew up on a small farm, so I've been around dogs, cats, chickens, horses, goats, etc. my whole life, and I am no stranger to the cycles of life and death. But I can tell you that this dog, Llama, was special. Lauren and I both felt so. Uh, You know that song by Pink Floyd, Shine On You Crazy Diamond? That line, there's a look in your eye like black holes in the sky. Well, that was her. She was snarky and weird and delicate and funny. And uh, I remember the last time she looked at me with that look in her eyes and I could see her spirit fading. I thought about doing a whole podcast posted to a different place to tell you about the journey that we had with her for almost a year and a half. But the truth is that I cannot do that. It's just too painful. And if I start talking about it like that, I will break down. In fact, I wrote this whole tribute in advance so I can just read it to you as it is, and that's hard enough. I mean, I grew up watching movies like Old Yeller and Where the Red Fern Grows, and I just can't imagine subjecting you to some sad story about a dog dying. That would be awesome, right? The last thing you need to do is listen to this podcast and feel sad. So instead, I'm just saying this we took her to the best vets money could buy and they told us we could spend thirty thousand dollars and she would still die within a couple months and this is one of the reasons that i don't promote manifestation tools for medical healing because the truth is that eventually we must all die but i truly believe her life and quality of life was extended at least a couple of months because of your prayers and manifestations and Lauren and I will be forever grateful for that. Thank you. And there were a couple of people in particular who did their best to help us with llama. And if you're going through a similar situation with a pet, I want to give you their information. I was not charged a dime. And a man named Eric Crow sent us some special CBD for llama for dogs in this situation. And uh, his website. And I I have no financial interest in this. I don't even really know this guy, but I'm just telling you, he did his best to help us. His website is ThriveCC.life, T-H-R-I-V-E-C-C dot L-I-F-E. If you want to go look at his website, ThriveCC.life. And I swear to you on a stack of Bibles that, um, you know, he just sent us this from the kindness of his heart. So thank you, Eric Crow. And the other person I definitely want to mention is Sophia Riesberg. She was referred to me by Kara Faye. And honestly, Sophia has the strangest method of helping animals. I asked her what to say about it. And she sent me this. Sophia is a former historian and researcher who was guided in 2020 to start practicing a quantum healing modality called body talk after receiving sessions for eight years. She devoted six months to learn this modality and since then has been intuitively guided to work primarily with animals to help them find assistance with anxiety, trauma, ancestral patterns, all things related to their well-being. And she's been on a deep spiritual journey since 2009 when her father uh, died to uncover the programs and beliefs that she took on that kept her from knowing and embodying her divinity. And when she's not helping animals, she lives uh, studying nutrition, frequency devices, supplements, all these things. So you can go learn more about her work and see if she might be able to, to help you if you're in a similar situation. Her website is divine hyphen love hyphen quantum hyphen healing dot com. Yes, I know that's long. Divine love quantum healing dot com. But there's a, a hyphen between each of those words and you can also email me if you want me to send you a link and I'll I'll also post this on my social media divine-love-quantum-healing.com and sophia would send me and laura these audio clips of her talking about connecting with lama on a psychic level and using long distance healing exercises it was really strange but it was really comforting so thank you again to every one of you who prayed for llama and who bought something from the curiosity shop to help with bills. And, you and know, if you ever have an issue with one of your pets, well, you might want to contact folks like Eric and Sophia for me personally. I know that llama is gone. That's that I will always miss her, but this is my closure. I will see her in heaven. So there's no need to email me or message me or Lauren about it. Uh, Thank you again for all of your heartfelt wishes, and you are blessed, truly bless you. I will say that since she passed on, Lauren and I both feel like on a number of occasions we have seen some small shadowy form moving throughout the house, but now that we have Kennedy, the ventriloquial figure, (laughs) <laughs> we're, not, we're not sure what might be floating around the property. And that's also one of these things about, well, training your eyes. If you want to try to see the aura a little bit better, because I, I have a feeling that there is a a commonality between the the ability to see ghost and the ability to see the aura. Uh, in fact, in this book that was written in 1937, one line that stood out with me, Uh, is he, this author says, since the, he says, quote, since the aura cannot be seen in complete darkness, it follows that the body does not emit rays in sufficient quantity to stimulate the sense of vision, end quote. Well, that's what he says, but I'm not sure if that's true. You know, even though I have always been able to see the aura in, in, uh, it was more like a, a little haze when I was younger. And then over time, I would train my eyes to start seeing colors. My friend Casey Fox, he was always able to see very strong colors radiating from people. And we used to do experiments with Casey. We would go over to Brian Irish's house and we bought PVC pipe and these big, thick like curtains and blinders. And we created this binder that we could put across space the middle of one of the rooms and Casey would stand on one side of the blinder. And then a person would stand on the opposite side and Casey could tell us the position, the person was standing in by seeing that person's aura extend over the top of the blinder and uh, the lighting in the room. You know, we, I don't think we ever did that in total darkness, but we did it in some pretty dim lighting Um, but that makes me think that at least the aura around a person may have more to do than just light that's radiating or reflecting into the eyes into the optical system. That also it may have something to do with, with stimulating another sensory organ there in what we think of as the area around the third eye. And so, um, There are are a variety of techniques that people can use to try to see the aura simply like if you read books about it, they'll say sit around and they'll give you tips on how to adjust the lighting. I say put your hand up in front of you and then let your eyes relax and kind of look past your fingers especially at like a white wall or something. And as you let your eyes relax and you breathe deeply, you you will begin to see some kind of a haze or they'll say, put a plant in front of you and do the same thing. So you can see the aura around the plant, because that's the thing Uh from what I can tell, there is an aura around all living things, not just people and animals, but also plants. And I think spiritual beings are often living things or imprints of living things, and that there may be this overlap between seeing the aura around a living person and seeing into the spiritual spiritual realm. So I was telling you about these glasses or goggles or eyewear that this guy was developing all the way back in the 1800s using this substance called dicyanin And it turns out that there is a company that makes glasses right now uh, different versions of them that they say simulates this effect. They are actually calling it uh, well, you know what? It's time for a break. When we come back I will tell you about these glasses and goggles and how you can go and learn more about these if you want to try them out yourself. What I see when I look through them And there are people who believe that there's a conspiracy out there and that the government is using this kind of stuff all the time to look into other realms and that uh, you go to Area 51, they're all running around wearing their special goggles so they can interact with the interdimensional beings. I'm Joshua P. Warren, you're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, and I will be back after these important messages.
3: Hang in there, Josh is coming right back on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
2: Take us with you anywhere. This is the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast
4: Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
3: Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. Please make sure and check out my show, Shades of the Afterlife, heard right here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
1: back to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. Well, by the time you hear this, you should be able to go and find my new compilation book called Amazing Happy Endings, True Stories to Make You Smile on Amazon as a printed book or a Kindle, or uh, you can go to Audible and listen to me read the entire thing. My voice is kind of worn out (laughs) because in addition to my usual talking, um, I read that audio book. So if you enjoy the podcast, I hope that you'll enjoy hearing those stories. And if you go to AmazingHappyEndings.com, you will find convenient links right there to the product. Uh, it is very, very affordable. I'm making almost no money off of it. I would have just given it away for free, frankly, but, um, Amazon and Audible have to make a little money, apparently. <laughs> they don't give things away for free. Um, but this is supposed to get this whole thing started. I, I want to do more of these books. And so, um, I hope that you will go to amazinghappyendings.com and just check it out. And, uh, you know, we all need something that's, going to lift your spirits right now. And I hope that we can continue collecting those stories and continue this series back to the aura glasses. You know, it it turns out that years ago I came across what I'm assuming is this same company that sells various versions of what they call these aura glasses. And the first pair that I bought was a pair of like cardboard glasses and they just kind of look like those old 3d glasses that you used to wear to the movie theater that had a red lens and a blue lens, except in this case, both of the lenses are this very dark purple color. And, uh, then they have plastic ones that are made better, more like normal plastic sunglasses. And then they have the goggles, which, are the most expensive ones, I suppose. And I've got those in my hands right now. The goggles look really cool. They look like welder's goggles, like the, the cup lens welder's goggles. They're black. And, yeah, you hold them up to the light, and they there's just a very, very deep kind of purple coloring there. And if you read the material that, that comes with them, um, it says... Thank you for purchasing these. I hope they help to open up new and exciting experiences on your spiritual journey. I'm Chris, a lifelong spiritual and metaphysical researcher and creator of the aura glasses, which is trademarked. And it says here um, to ensure successful viewing through them, it's vital to follow the instructions carefully. The aura glasses are a cool tool to use. Their main purpose is for highlighting the human energy field, but I get all sorts of people sharing lots of interesting experiences, such as seeing ghosts with them and for use in Reiki diagnosis. There are many possibilities. It goes on to say the aura glasses are inspired by the work of Walter Kilner. This is the guy I was mentioning the work of Walter Kilner, And because Dicyanin dye is illegal and highly poisonous, the aura glasses use a custom-made synthetic photothermal dye, which is based on Dicyanin's spectroscopy and chemical properties. It helps to intensify and highlight subtle energy fields, which are otherwise much harder to see with the naked eye. Furthermore, it says through the glasses, the aura is not seen as the classic shiny rainbow energy field that is often associated with the human aura. Rather, through the aura glasses, it is much more subtle than that, more like a thin band of semi-transparent light blue energy. I think of the aura glasses like a bat detector. They are brilliant for showing us a basic experience instantly like no other tool can in a fascinating way. The beginners have never seen before but for a full detailed auric experience one would have to develop their clairvoyant ability but that can take a long time the aura glasses are a great way to give us a peek at the subtle life force which is responsible for controlling all living bodies our own spirit okay and when you go to this website um, and again, I have nothing to do with this website. I don't know these folks. I'm not being paid a dime to promote anything. Uh, the website is official aura and they have these cardboard ones there that I believe are about twenty nine ninety nine us dollars, but these goggles that I bought, I think I paid about 95 us dollars for those. And I think it's well worth it because look this is just such a, a unique product a pair of goggles that looks like some kind of steampunk thing that's got these weird colored lenses that you know supposedly can help you see the ore right so of course as soon as i got these uh, i started looking all around uh, not only indoors but outdoors here in Las Vegas where there's plenty of sunlight and um what i found was that um, Now, don't rely entirely on my opinion here, because, like I say, I'm a guy who already can see the regular aura with all the colors and stuff. To me, it reminds me a lot of the kind of optical illusion that you used to get out of the old X-ray specs at the novelty gag store. Do you remember those? Uh, Those were invented in like the early 1900s. And again, this is like a a gag that you could buy for a couple of dollars. And I was looking up exactly how those work, uh, because you can still buy them out there. The X-ray specs or X-ray gogs. And it says the lenses in those things. This is the, the gag product consists of two layers of thin cardboard with a small hole uh, about a quarter inch or six millimeters in diameter punched through both eyes. The user views objects through the holes in the original version. a feather is embedded between the layers of each lens. The veins of the feathers are so close together that light is diffracted, causing the user to receive two slightly offset images. So for, for instance, if viewing a pencil one would see two offset images of the pencil. So where the, where the images overlap, a darker image is obtained, giving the illusion that one is seeing the graphite embedded within the body of the pencil. And the newer versions utilize manufactured diffraction lenses instead of using the feathers. So I'm assuming that you've probably used the old gag x-ray goggles at some point in your life, and you might remember how how that looks when you hold up your hand. And it is. It's an optical illusion. When I look at stuff through these lenses that they're saying are synthetic, you know, made with a synthetic photothermal dye, which uh, produces a similar effect to the old dicyanin, Um, I see something much more like that. Um, This just kind of a a, a haze around the hands. And if you go to their website, uh, they actually do have some pictures that kind of show you the same thing, kind of what it looks like. And they also have some video footage that shows this haze moving around a person, but it was shot with a thermal camera. And so I don't know what all the technical specs there, but obviously, if you film somebody with a thermal camera, you're going to see some thermal distortion around them as well. So I'm telling you this because if you are the type of person who is interested in testing the, the aura capabilities, um, you, sh- I, I think you should go and if you want to experiment with this, let me know what this does for you. Okay. OfficialAuraGlasses.com. And if you do that, uh, I can compare it to, to my experience because, um, as I, have said before, I believe that when you can see the aura the way that I could see it kind of naturally and I can see it today, you can actually tell often if a person is being honest or dishonest or if someone seems lucky, if they have a big aura around them, a golden aura, uh, is your pet well, is your plant healthy, um, and also if you can see the colors, you can interpret the colors to mean different things, so we're talking about um You know, what does the color red mean around a person or orange or yellow or green or blue or combinations of these things? So what I uh, created was this thing that you can make at home for a few dollars that I just call a Warren aura visor and that will allow anybody to, you just need like a couple of magic markers and a clear visor and this thing that I, I created, I believe, will allow you to train your eyes to actually start seeing all the colors of the aura. And in fact, uh, I told you all you have to do to get all these instructions is sign up for my e-newsletter on the homepage of JoshuaPWarren.com and you'll be sent these instructions uh, along with other things. And I also want you to know that um if... You want to like make these things that I'm telling you about and s- sell them at at conferences or fairs or festivals. I'm giving you permission to do that. Okay, you don't have to pay me anything. I just want you to publicize them as the Warren Aura advisor from JoshuaPWarren.com, and you can go out and make some money off of that. In fact, you can make money just reading the aura I I've thought before if I ever got broke and I needed money in a hurry I could go out and do some aura readings probably but um, that's tricky business because what if you, you have to tell somebody something bad <laughs> well when we come back I'm going to give you a final conclusion on this topic and then speaking of money what would you do if you had one million dollars boom here you go I ask a lot of people that and I'll tell you what they said I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back.
2: Keep it here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. The Wizard of Weird will be right back.
3: We are happy to announce that our Coast to Coast AM official YouTube channel has now reached over 300,000 subscribers. You can listen to the first hour of recent and past shows for free. So head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website and hit the YouTube icon at the top of the page. This is free show audio, so don't wait. CoastToCoastAM.com is where you want to be.
4: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, everyone. It's
2: producer Tom of Coast to Coast AM, and more of The Wizard of Weird starts right now.
1: Welcome back to the final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren. And there is a new report out from thestreet.com about how long $1 million in retirement savings will last in various U.S. cities. It says that if you live in San Francisco, $1 million will last 8.3 years. <laughs> that does not sound like a long time, does it? If you live in Las Vegas, like I do, says it will last you almost 25 years. That's a big difference. You have to go look, look up your town and see what they're telling you about how long a million dollars would, would last you if you retired on that. But you know, I, if I walked into a casino tomorrow and won a million dollars all at once, tax free, um, you know, like it is true, a million dollars does not go nearly as far as it used to. But that said, um, I would definitely, there are two big things that come to mind that I would do. Uh, one, I, you know, I believe really big in trying to, help people. I've worked really hard my whole life and I've done well for myself. And I I like the idea of helping other people learn more about how to make themselves valuable and how to create money for themselves. And I'm a big fan of that, that adage, you know, you give a man a fish and he eats for a day. You teach a man how to fish and he eats for a lifetime. And so I would do a lot of that, but certainly I would put money into some of my experiments. Um, Things like the stuff I'm doing up on my property near Area 51 and Rachel. I've seen a lot of weird stuff in my day, and it's frustrating that I haven't been able to to document all of it as well as, I guess, the world of scientists wants. So I would definitely put some into that. I am making some progress, by the way, with what I'm doing with my lands up there in Rachel, which I hopefully will be sharing with you sometime this year. And speaking of weird things that I've seen, I, I want to I think I have time to squeeze this in here real quick before I tell you what some other people told me they would do with a million dollars. Um, I was going through a box of some of my my old prized memorabilia the other day, and I came across this letter that I received in 1989. And this was so exciting because when I was a kid, I had an incident in which I saw some kind of a dark figure at the edge of the woods, and I thought it may have been a Bigfoot. I don't know if it was or not, but what that I thought at the time I might have seen a Bigfoot. And so I was really interested in Bigfoot growing up. My family loved that movie, Harry and the Hendersons. And in fact, you may or may not know that the guy who played like the Canadian Bigfoot Hunter in that movie, it's, you know, comic relief. He was based on a real Bigfoot researcher in Canada named Rene de Renee Rene de was born in 1930 and he died in 2001. Uh, he was originally from Switzerland, but this guy was pretty much the Bigfoot expert, very well respected among that that field, as far as I know. And I read a book by him when I was a kid, and I thought maybe he would be interested in hearing about my experience. So I, I got his address through the book and I wrote him a letter and months went by. And then, holy cow, one day, this envelope I'm holding in my hand came to me from Canada. It's stamped Air mill. It's got a forty-four cent uh, stamp on it, and there's also an ink stamp of uh, a Bigfoot on the on the, uh, the the envelope, so it's really cool. So I opened it up, and here is this letter from Rene de Hendon, British Columbia, addressed February twenty third of nineteen eighty nine. And he has obviously just typed this out on a typewriter. It says, "Dear Mister Warren," and he had no idea I was a kid. I received your letter of October 27th of 1988. Sorry to be slow to reply, but I was away most of the time. Yes, I would be very interested in your report of a possible Sasquatch sighting. We have quite a few reports from North Carolina and South Carolina in the past. I don't think that any of the researchers did ever make a firsthand investigation of these reports. So please, yes, I like to hear from you again. And then he says, enclose a few clippings, which may be of interest to you, hoping to hear from you. Yours truly signed in a blue ink pen, Rene DeHendon. Such a cool thing for me to have. And inside was this Xerox of an article about him. And uh, the headline is "Need for International Cooperation in Search for Relic Hominoids," and it's a big, long article published about him in 1972, where he's s- sitting there with some casts of Bigfoot's uh, Bigfoot print cast. And it was interesting to me because this this article it was published in the Moscow News. And apparently, you know, he was out there talking to people in Russia and everywhere about working together to try to collect evidence. And here's what that immediately triggered in my mind. I don't have time to dig into all these details, but I'm sure that some of you know about this really creepy th- incident that happened in the 1950s uh, in Russia, known as the Dyatlov Pass Incident. D-Y-A-T-L-O-V. Dyatlov Pass. And this group of nine Soviet young adults, like in their early 20s or late teens, they went on this huge, big journey out into the snow covered Ural Mountains. And most of them were photographers and they were they were just camping. I guess they planned to be out there for for weeks, if not months. And they were photographing everything and they disappeared. And very long story short, they were all found dead, and most of them had, like, physical trauma, skull damage, chest trauma, uh, eyeballs missing, tongue missing. I mean, and nobody to this day has been able to say conclusively what happened to them. And I I know I may have done at least one of my podcasts on Joshua P. Warren Daily about this story and, and really dug into it. But there are some things out there that are pretty spooky. And I remember finding, let's see, there is, okay. When you go back and you look at the final photographs that these young people were taking, there is one of their last photographs shows what looks a lot like some kind of a Yeti standing there at, 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 near the edge of the woods looking at their campsite. Go get online and search for Dietlov Pass Yeti photo. It's actually kind of hard to find for some reason. D Y A T L O V, Love Pass Yeti photo. One of the places to find it is on the Skeptical Inquirer website where they were saying, like, oh, you know, this is probably just one of the hikers wearing a bunch of gear. But I don't know. It kind of makes the hair stand up on the back of your neck when you see this picture. And, yes, it's just ever so slightly out of focus, but it's not that out of focus. And um, the Discovery Channel actually did a, a, a documentary about this called, like, something like the Russian Yeti Killer or something like that. But... Uh, something like that is it's that's some scary stuff all right it really is and I mean what would happen if you went to some of these remote places where people see such things and you put cameras up and do a really good job with rugged modern day technology I would like to do a lot more of that kind of stuff but I got onto my Facebook page and I just said simply enough why do you want a million dollars? And I got tons of these replies, hundreds of people, and I'm just going to just scan over some of them uh, so I can make sure my kids get a college education. Okay. This guy says, so I don't have to turn my heat down and wrap up in a blanket or put things back at the grocery store. Wow. And then uh, somebody says, I want a million dollars for a life changing elective surgery. Next is pay off bills, make more memories. The other to help myself and my family financially, to get out of debt. Um, I want to outfit my workshop properly. Somebody says freedom. Somebody says so I can retire. And the funny thing is a lot of this stuff, though, I found is very, very vague and maybe. Maybe you need to sit down and write very specifically about what you would do if suddenly you got a million dollars just put in your hands all at once. This is after taxes, okay? How would you use that million dollars? And if you start thinking about that specifically, maybe you'll start manifesting it more quickly. Something to think about. And maybe to help you do this, Take a deep breath. Let us in the show on a very positive note. Let us think about the good fortune tone. That's it for this edition of the show. Follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Plus visit Joshua to sign up for my free e-newsletter to receive a free instant gift and check out the cool stuff in the curiosity shop all at Joshua I have a fun one lined up for you next time. I promise. So please tell all your friends to subscribe to this show.
3: Well, if you like this episode of Strange Things, wait till you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
4: Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.